0: Trevor was over.
1: Yeah, he was over, and we. um... God, I feel like I'm doing this to you again. We watched Coherence. What? He hadn't seen it.
0: You should have called me over, Dave.
1: I should have. I didn't even what think. What the fuck? I didn't even think that was a possibility. Mr. Yeah, Busy. was doing um, this?
0: No, I could. I totally could have. You could have come over last night. Yeah.
1: I'm such a piece of shit. You should have come over Coherence. last night. We had. We just bought shitty little Coherence. restaurante pizzas. Oh yeah, drank some cheap beer.
0: Three ninety nine or
1: four
0: ninety nine? Two ninety nine. Oh god, it's that deal. It's on until. Like, that like, is our, at
1: metro. a.
0: Metro. Metro. That's the killer deal, man. I'm gonna go there probably today. At today. Some point. Yeah, me too. We'll swing by yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after the podcast. <laughs> Stock up on pizzas. Oh, um, our freezer is full, but I'm gonna make room for it. You gotta make room. Refrigerate for it. that shit, dude. This is the sale. That is and unbelievable. I don't, $3 pizzas. I mean, they're yeah. a little thin crust, but that's fine. And the um, same, the Okker um, uh, Casa
1: di Mama ones, too. They, like, the little rising crust ones. Okay. I think they're, like, largely
0: meat ones, though. Mm. I think there's the one veggie one there's that has, like, goat one. cheese and broccoli or some weird yeah, shit. Yeah, something it. like that. But those are
1: also, like, it's the... In this, like, 400-something or 300-something gram size pizza yeah. deal by Okker... They're all $2.99. That's great. Well, this is some good content that's getting cut. Um, but anyway. so well, who it. knows?
0: Maybe the time this gets released, um, those pizzas will be on sale again. <laughs> maybe we can get them as a sponsor. Yeah, maybe by then. Um, sponsor ready? They'll be sponsor us,
1: sponsoring us. Dr. Oak if you're listening, which you are. Please um, send us some pizza coupons. Yeah. And retroactively, like, you're going to listen from episode one, mm-hmm. so you'll be able to catch us by now. Um, um,
0: but hit pause before the movie starts. Dr. Hit pause o- before we do the movie, because that's is the Is Dr. okay o- Is that what it's called? Dr. Ocher. Do-, do you think he's a medical doctor? Well, like, Dr. Pepper is the, di- like... So it's just a branding thing? It's no, There's no actual doctor behind the pizza? I don't...
1: Well, I mean, I don't know, because some doctors become doctors and then brand themselves. That's Other true. people just brand themselves as doctors. Because you can do whatever the hell you want.
0: We had, speaking of doing whatever the hell you want, I had a grade 9 English teacher who, once a week, she would give us updates on the status of her legal battle with McCain because her and her husband argued that they invented the frozen pizza and they were suing McCain for, I don't know, enough money to not have to be a grade 9 English teacher anymore. But we were 13-year-olds getting weekly updates on how this process was going.
1: Wow. All right. First
0: of all, that definitely helped
1: you. Like, that changed your mental processes. You just knew about legal battles,
0: about the little guy fighting. At a for, young age. Yeah. You innocence
1: lost. You, of course, sure. And you, well, now you know that that doesn't ever play out, and you should not try.
0: Now I know that McCain steals ideas <laughs> from English teachers in suburban Ottawa. So what's the story there? Do you believe, then, um, that she invented the frozen pizza? I believe that she's delusional. <laughs> and that's the impression that she gave up at the time. Maybe her family did. Maybe they did <laughs> I mean, it's not, that's <laughs> that not much of so an invention, fresh. right? I mean, that's more just placing one existing object in another existing object. Okay, let's freeze this pizza for later. Frozen pizzas are a way of
1: life now. I don't know, I think I get her play. She actually came mm. up with the concept of, like, pizza isn't something you gotta get from the Italian man yeah. down the street. You can get that from your grocery store in the freezer section.
0: Yeah, well, maybe she had the idea independently of them being available, but even it seemed fishy at the time yeah. in 2001 that she felt pizzas, frozen pizzas was something that she came up with. I mean, frozen pizzas must have been around much earlier yeah. oh, than 2001. Oh, yeah.
1: definitely. 100%. So, okay, yeah, she was, she was in that case. Yeah. Unless
0: she's got some, like, ancient
1: family recipe for, like, pizza you put under, yeah. like, a bank in November.
0: <laughs> Could be. Or the dough, maybe they patented something about...
1: Okay, but pizza dough has probably been being frozen since the bastardization of Italian food. It's got to be. Yeah. Like-
0: Before this lady was even alive. 100% 100% They were freezing pizza dough Before she existed In life But I should Maybe they want a settlement Or something I don't know It'd be interesting I'm sure I could I'd have to I don't even remember What the teacher's name was But I can figure it out I guess um, I'll give an update How about that Yeah See if she won See if like Now <laughs> she's getting paid Like royalties For every
1: Dr. Oaker I buy On sale for two ninety nine. dollars um,
0: You know who else Probably eats frozen pizzas Everyone in the world Including Cary Russell and uh, the lead guy in the movie we're watching today. I bet they enjoy frozen pizzas. Yeah, I suppose they do, yeah. That's um, the best segue I can come that up with. That was a pretty frozen good one. Pizza. That, that, do not compliment that.
1: <laughs> well, you know, when I said that's a good one, I was saying it like... I see. You
0: know, I'll try to encourage him.
1: Yeah, I was I was trying... Well, no, more I was trying to be, like, um, condescending. Mm. Yeah. It didn't play out. Because today's... he being a friendly guy. Yeah, I know. That's We take each other that way a lot, but... Um, no, today I'm trying. I'm trying real hard to be a little meaner today. Yeah,
0: you seem in a very spicy mood. Yeah,
1: um, because uh, first of all, I feel like I got you a little bit um, by watching um, Coherence last night.
0: Yeah, Dave did it. Oh. He watched Coherence without me.
1: And uh, what makes it so much worse is like we've got
0: um, terrible scheduling problems, and we're always like super busy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you totally could have come over. I could have been there. <laughs> <laughs> I was just here, high, watching Planet Earth. Oh my god, with my wife. Would she have come? Did she like Coherence? Oh, she loves Coherence.
1: Ah, that would have been perfect, and I need to talk to her so bad about Gilmore Girls.
0: The only way to right the wrong is for me now to watch Coherence once without you, and then we have to let some time pass before watching it Mm -hmm. again, Mm because we can't watch it too fresh. And I'm
1: like, that's kind of what motivated me to do it. Other Mm -hmm. than the fact that my best friend had not seen it. And wanted to and okay. was at my house and we had beer.
0: I I accept that. Yeah. What That's would you have like, done? No. I I would have shown them. You would have popped it in. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Um, would you have invited me over? There we go.
0: <sighs> yeah. Interesting. I don't think you, you know would. what I would have. I, I feel like I would have texted and asked and just asked Wait. for permission. But if you guys were already drinking, maybe this. Maybe I just. I just your mind. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but
1: it. anyway, this is the software. greatest movie ever made. So
0: good. I cannot wait to watch yep. it. And uh, we're not I even going to Talk too much about it because that would be unfair. And me. today we're talking about Carrie Russell and frozen pizza. Ooh, yes we are. Uh, <laughs> you're really good at the segues today. Thanks. Did that one come off a little better? Well, that was the same segue, but because it was a callback, it gave it a little bit of okay. extra flair on top of the first one. Um, this movie you've recommended this is, yeah this came is, out a few years ago? 2013, uh, 2013? Yeah, it's 2013. Oh, is it twenty twelve?
1: I might be crossing my wires here, but okay, that's that's either the wheelhouse. It's in either way,
0: Recently, um, got pretty bad reviews, so I mostly right. ignored it. Yep. But you, have watched it and insist that mm-hmm. it's, it has its merits.
1: Yeah, it's kind of uh, it's seeming um, archetypically similar, <laughs> archetypically similar to uh, how sure. uh, Pandorum functioned for us in this podcast. Yes. Uh, very poorly reviewed, but you sit down and you watch it You're like oh this is a genius film that has so much to offer.
0: And you were completely right about that one. So
1: yeah. um thank you. Thank you so much. Maybe let's go for two for two. Um I think we should. Um, this one I uh I'll tell a bit of a personal story to get this the ball rolling on this one. Sure. Um so I live with uh my lovely partner and uh, she and I um on this p- uh, particular night um, had a bit of a, a couple's fight oh bit shit. of a fight um, and uh, over nothing like uh, it's all better now I'm sure all the listeners want to know it um, was a petty fight um it was like it was pretty bad was, at the time well oh. I mean mad we were mad um so this was one of the only times I ever slept on the couch
0: um,
1: oh. in this yeah and I and, um, had my laptop with me and I had downloaded several um, in in a in a in sequence, I downloaded a whole bunch of these little, um, not incredibly well-reviewed, sci-fi-ish, suspense-ish, horror-ish movies, and I could um, cherry-pick between them.
0: As one does. Yes. You yeah. just cast a wide net, and mm-hmm. then that way, if one of them doesn't land, you can switch to a different one.
1: Yeah, and it was... Uh, a lot of it was based on my love of coherence. Um, like, that was... That's what motivates me. When I just need something, like a movie to watch from scratch... What is something, like...
0: Coherence, coherence.
1: yeah. I like. I want to go to that world in the vaguest terms possible, and like, I want it to be really suspenseful. Sci-fi is great um, as a component. Um, I want there to be some. Like horror is always where I go. It's mm-hmm. just it's the best motivator for me emotionally as
0: a viewer. Um, so I just downloaded a whole bunch of the of movies like that. And how, how do you find movies like that? Like when you're looking for similar coherence films, do you search indie horror um, or indie sci-fi?
1: At the time, um, IMDb had really good on their mobile site. Mm-hmm. They um, their suggestions of movies like this. They had six um, tiled suggestions all in a bundle. Right. So I could like see the title, look at the little uh, synopsis, mm-hmm. then go look it up, do my own independent research, on, and then like, download. Yeah, and then download. it. So that's how I did it. So I got. Um, that's how I downloaded iOrigins. Um, mm. uh, there, there's a dozen little titles. All of them hovering between like the 5.5. And like seven point one on
0: IMDb, on IMDb,
1: um, that was like the perfect range to get those little yeah. movies.
0: And you're hunting for gems, you know. A lot of them are going to be duds, but sure. occasionally you find a good one.
1: Yeah, and I mean, um, you watch fewer duds if you do more research on the movie, and just like generally, yeah, generally that's the case. Yeah, and you run the risk of like spoiling stuff for yourself. So it's it's definitely a, um, a tightrope act if you want to do this all the time. But I had done that previous, so I had a bunch of movies queued up. And one of them was Dark Skies. Um, so I had like four or five in like my recent downloads. Mm-hmm. So I like just typed a couple of their names into Google to refresh my memory. Um, Dark Skies. Um, I think it was actually like a, a an IMDb review. Like the first few lines you see of the IMDb review yeah. was like, this one, it's better than you think. Something like that. <laughs> so Someone just said the exact words I needed to see. Like, fuck it, I'll turn it on. I throw it on, I'm like half-watching. I'm not having the loveliest night of my life. Um, And there's a scene that happens in the movie, and it occurred, and I had to stop the movie. I'm like, the fuck just happened? I had to go back, I watched it again, and um, uh, then I had to go back to the beginning of the movie, and I watched it from the start. Paying attention. Paying so close attention. Um, The next day, I... Uh, made my partner watch it, um, and we're uh, clearly you, over it.
0: Hold on. Are you saying that Dark Skies saved your relationship? Um,
1: yeah, I swear by Dark Skies as the best form of um, of relationship
0: uh, recovery. So, Dr. Dave, uh-huh. this is the title that we'll give to you now, <laughs> not because you're pizza or soft drink, but uh, right. because you are <laughs> an expert of relationship counseling. I am. And your only recommendation is watch Dark Skies if you get in a fight.
1: Yeah, if you get in a fight, what you should do is you should throw on this episode of the podcast. Sue uh, McCain. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're going um, to have some very strong feelings about um, Dr. Oak Kerr and um, the McCain Company.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and you're going to uh, listen to a, a little song. You're going to listen to a clinking of glasses. You're going to press pause and you're going to um, watch the, uh, the healing powers of the movie Dark Skies. And that'll save
0: your failing marriage, as you heard it here. Mm-hmm.
1: You can't scare me, I'm already dead inside. It's one of our weirder intros. <laughs> that was the best intro we've ever done. I'm glad you feel that way. I do. You
0: wanna watch this movie? Drink some wine? Let's do it. Double Penetration. Written and performed by Sean Lee. Uh, Double Penetration. Is that the music for the background of the porno?
1: Probably. It's not America the Beautiful. Okay, so... Stars and Stripes Forever was not the background for the porno. Star Spangled Banner was not the background for the porno. We're doing this by elimination. (laughs) America the Beautiful, perhaps? (laughs) Dent Prevent. Uh, (laughs) Who knows? And
0: Bourbon on Your Lips could very well (laughs) be... Bourbon on Your Lips... So it's down to double <laughs> penetration and bourbon on your lips for the possibility. i got to say dent prevent. Good also. <laughs> okay, and dent prevent. Hold up, there might be... Let's just scroll I mean, for the next couple of next song. Oh, that's no, it. No, that was it. So, okay, so we <laughs> Dent prevent, bourbon on your lips, or double penetration. And technically... Uh, right in. What do you and think And technically, is going- come on now. Come on, is that a- Oh, yeah, come on now. Um, performed by Miss Amami. Uh, which one are we like? Okay, sure. So we have four. I'm looking at come on now. So we have four options. Write in with what you think. User poll. What is the best soundtrack song for a porno (laughs) film featured in this movie? Is it Dent Prevent, Bourbon on Your Lips, Come On Now, or Double Penetration? Or Double Penetration. Technically could be Days. It's probably not Days. It's probably Double (laughs) Penetration or Dent Prevent. I love the star Cycle Banner, written by Francis Scott Key. (laughs) (laughs) 250, performed by the United States Coast Guard Band. Ooh, courtesy wow. of extreme music okay so um
1: fuck the film is over movie's you've, over you've just seen it or we'll say it ended it ended sure yeah there's <laughs> thank you alright so that like that's one the fact question that, uh, this is the first first a, discussion point yeah we've got a um,
0: um persistent uh issue that's come up at the very end of the film you say persistent? Um, is that because people you've watched it with has, have also been upset with well, the I, ending?
1: I mean, that that is a um, sorry, storyline that is persisting. That's why I call it persistent. Okay. Yeah, it is a, it's going on for beyond the conclusion of the movie. Mm-hmm. Which
0: let's just like let's get go back up to the top. What'd you think? Um, well, yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, we can start with talking about the ending. I think, mm-hmm. sure. which I don't think is great. Ooh, okay. I don't think it's amazing. I think like it—it seems like a midpoint ending to me. It doesn't seem like a conclusion or a wrap up, or even like a. Like I get the idea of leaving it open. I'm 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 okay and praise ambiguity in many films. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of leaving it open to continue in the story. To me, this feel like it feels like it didn't even satisfy the self contained story enough. This kind of an ending. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so.
1: Um... Man, I have so many ways to, mm-hmm. to tell you. And this is I mean, that you're wrong.
0: I mean, there were there were so many things that I did enjoy about this movie. Um, but I'm just starting off with the ending. The thing sure. we started most. Recently. Okay,
1: so um, I've seen this movie as uh, David. I've seen this movie several times. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites. Um, it is one of the best. Like, put the last domino in place before the final act, and then push it over and see what happens. Movies that um, fill up my uh,
0: my spotlight. Let's talk about this a little bit more. What do you mean? Put a, set up the last domino in place and see. What well, it goes? it's
1: one of those movies that it can it asks question every scene that it proposes is like a question that it's asking, and it continues to do that, continues to do that, continues to do that mm-hmm. until, um, in my opinion, um, not until, but like a lot of questions begin to get answered when they meet um, J.K. Simmons near the end of the movie, mm-hmm. where like, what is going on? We've had all these variables, and then he's like, "Here's what's happening to you."
0: Interestingly, very near the end of the movie. Very near usually, the end. The usually, at the point where you meet the expert in what's going on, where things are explained to people, yeah. you're close to the halfway point. You're not and, when things are wrapping up.
1: Well, the reason I think that is, is because um, oftentimes the expert in what's going on gives you a, like, here's how you can beat it message.
0: Which and he does not this. A little bit, too. but
1: he's giving more of a, like, um, for everyone who I interview, of which there are thousands of people. Um, for the most part, life becomes a living hell, Mm -hmm. like, you know, and nine times out of 10, the first person they make contact with, they take. Mm -hmm. So what I take from that is that not only does the situation that these people are experiencing, um, typically end, um, or or typically is like destroys your life as Mm -hmm. a human being, but also it typically doesn't end in your favor. He, the way that he introduces, um, the concept of aliens entering, entering your life is with the phrase, I've stopped fighting them. Like, that's how he brings it up is like, mm-hmm. these things aren't like, they're not coming down into your house and like, you have a gun and they have a gun and they're trying to zap you, yeah. you know,
0: which, c- which is very cool. That's a very cool way to, uh, in terms of an attitude towards alien invasion, this mm-hmm. we need there's nothing we can do they're way more powerful than us we need to find a way to just put up with the shit that they do that's
1: uh, oh my god that's exactly right it's even further than that it's like this um takes a look at alien invasion um is like not something that's going to happen is something that has happened and now they are having their way you yeah. know like a what question would a rat have for a scientist in a lab coat Mm-hmm. It's like you can't even, you don't even have what's required to formulate a question. There's
0: very little control or autonomy over yeah. what happens with you, given the aliens.
1: Yeah, and they talk about how like they're putting probes in your ear. Mm-hmm. What's really special to me about this movie, and what really sticks in my mind, is they take on one of the most overdone ideas in cinema, mm-hmm. uh, or especially in sci-fi cinema, is like alien invasion, yeah, alien body takeover. And uh, just alien abduction. Mm -hmm. It's like all the elements of an alien story. Yeah. And what's so cool about it is um, they answer it like in a really real way. It's like, have you ever heard of aliens like abducting and probing? Of course you have. That's all you've heard about. And how do they do that? It's like they stick a weird thing up your butt. No. Mm -hmm. They put a weird chip behind your ear that looks biological so much so that they're disguising what they do. And then they're just messing with your life mm-hmm. to see how human beings react. And I've got several examples for that. Like, yeah. Sammy's at the park. He suddenly loses control. And what happens? He just pisses his pants and then stands there and screams. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is that an, uh, an experiment that the the Graves are doing about what happens um, in a group of this child's peers mm-hmm. when we activate the silent piss function. You know, it's like, it's so clear when you watch, um, or when it's over and you know that these things called the grays are experimenting on people. And what they're doing is they're sending birds flying into your house. They're putting bruises on your child and, uh, sending child services to your house. Like they're doing these things. Like how do humans react? Mm -hmm. If you think about it. And when you look at the scope of that, like the scale, is it so far out of your control? Yeah that um, it becomes like this horrible hell like that they describe it as.
0: But what do they... Yeah, and I do acknowledge that those, as a premise, those are very interesting things. Mm-hmm. But especially with the ending, what do they do with that? What In are the, they saying? Especially once once it's communicated, once J.K. Simmons gives them the lowdown on, look, this is what we're doing. From then, the movie, all that happens is a big gotcha mm-hmm. of, you thought it was the youngest so you kid that it you want, but, it but it's it was, the oldest. Big gotcha... That's the end. Oh, a little moment where he can still communicate beyond. Like, well, that I really, really disliked. Well, okay, um, let me explain from it. From that moment on. Let me explain
1: my take on it, and it might help you. Um, what happened is, in the very ending, y'all pause, you know what happened, um, but I'm going to explain it. Um, the last sequence is they've decided, they've taken the information from the expert, and they've decided to defend them- mm-hmm. themselves. Great. Um, that's great. It's like, board. make it so difficult that these, like, alien
0: scientists and for some reason they think boarding up their house after the kids well, have like you said the kids have walked through alarm doors mm-hmm. it's no like getting through physical spaces aren't a problem
1: well and not we don't know that we don't know that jk simmons makes a great line when he says make it so difficult for them mm-hmm. when okay so jesse was hanging out with Ratface. face he's shooting him with a little bb gun he runs off on his own and becomes isolated yeah and it's at that moment that the Greys attack or like basically, like, mm-hmm. do this weird, like, control of him, almost feel like they try to get him. Right. But they can't because they're... It seems like they're bound by some kind of, like, if people know about it, they have to let it go. Mm-hmm. Because it's got to be some sort of thing that they've disguised. Yeah. And J.K. Simmons presents that to us, is that they disguise what they do. Uh, cats don't bother them with them, but dogs do. Like, they've got a very specific set of physical rules inside of our world. They affect the camera in a weird way. Mm-hmm. All those these things inter, uh, determine how they, um, like, react with our physical world. And, like, how they can't... They can go past, like, an alarm sensor, right? Because they, they operate on these seemingly strange um, physical planes. But they can't just grab somebody because someone else walks in and sees it happen. Right? So they're, like... There is a way to disrupt what they're doing, which is doing tests and wanting to take people... Um, And the way to do that is to, like, confront them. So, like, the final act, J.K. Simmons kind of says, like, what happens here is that um, the first person that they encounter is, like, the one they typically take. And we learn that Jesse was sick all the time when he was a baby, probably Mm -hmm. because the Greys were experimenting on him. He was the the first one that they encountered. Mm -hmm. So it's been a burn since Jesse was a baby that the Greys have had their eyes on him, that they were looking to take him. And then it was, the movie basically represents this whole misdirection of, um, everyone saying like, watch out for Sammy, watch out for Sammy, Mm -hmm. keep your eyes on Sammy. Um, and every time like it gets a little closer to like understanding, yeah, it's all, the focus is on Sammy and the family and everything that's happened to Jesse has been outside of the view or the scope of their parents, Mm -hmm. of his parents. So, um... In that final sequence, I think what we get to see in this sequence that I feel like you don't love, um, what we see is what happens to the mom, to Sammy, to the father, when they're taken over by this weird chip that's put into their heads. What happens is you go to this weird, like, it seems like it goes backwards in time. Mm -hmm. The house looks different. He's following Sammy through these walls that are no longer familiar. Mm -hmm. What are they? Probably the house when they first bought it years ago as a young family, before they renovated it. And they're these very old memories. And the only service or, or the only thing that it, um, it encourages is separating Jesse from the rest of the family mm-hmm. in order for them to take him. Right. And so every single time when the mom is trying to do that, like the sale on the house and she like loses control of herself, when she's like struggling for words, that is them initiating takeover of her body. Mm-hmm. She walks over and she bashes her head and then goes home presumably and loses all those hours of that day. Yeah. What she would have been seeing at that moment was probably similar to what Jesse saw at the fi- in that that final act um uh, of like Sammy running off and his only instinct was to follow him even though the house changed, even though he saw this weird image of his his mother and father dead, mm-hmm. his dad having killed his mom and then killing himself. Is like he saw all of these things that the Greys would want him to see to in order lead him to away make from him his family. walk out of that room where they were yeah. all huddled together on the bed, mm-hmm. he walked out of his own accord, and the Greys took him. Mm-hmm. That is, like, they played the game. The Greys, if you think about them playing a perfect game, they threw out misdirection, misdirection on not only this family, but the audience of the movie, of
0: who they were after and how they were doing right. it to get like get there but don't then all of the previous experimentations just seem completely arbitrary like if, they, well, if the greys goal is just to take the kid then to make the dad no nosebleed and, no, no. and go in the middle of the night just stand there in the field to make carrie russell in the middle of a sale do it like this is just well, testing of equipment testing of taking over uh
1: probably um the thing is like the greys like are doing these experiments and they are racing against time in the same way that we are or the family would be mm-hmm. they're trying they're doing a race against time to try to isolate this family separate them um theoretically they could come in and just take the kid but at the same time they want to learn like uh jk e. simmons makes makes it very clear that they're doing experiments mm-hmm. um yeah. that they're like seeing how people are going to react why did they make sammy piss his pants and then and then scream yeah to see
0: how the group of human beings would react to it i feel like the filmmakers are maybe really gearing up for our sequels when they're writing this movie
1: well <laughs> what year did this movie come out with and what have we heard what do you mean? What have we heard? That well, there's no sequel. There's no sequel, headset.
0: but I think that's due to how poorly this did. Uh, I think maybe, but maybe. I say I say the sequel thing because there's so many elements that. First of all, yeah, the ending leads open to possible. The ending stays down. open. Stays open, but J.K. Simmons when he's discussing the different types. He talks about the reptilians, he, and he, he he makes a point to say, "I'm skeptical about their existence." This to me, let, I thought that is a lead was a lead into I, reptilians are coming. Like we're, I don't we will so. get them confirmed against J.K. Simmons.
1: No, I think um, th- this is just my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. but my opinion is that like he has all the information, and these people are seeing like the textbook at that moment, and it's like here are the three options, and he's going like as a professional who's hey. dealt, dealt with, spoken to many people. He's going like, no, no, no. I'm right. dubious about the existence of the third category. N- 99% of the categories reported are the greys. I don't know about these other two, but like he can't just say, like, the only form of aliens are these ones,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the only form of abduction is this one. He's saying, like, 99% of the time, what I've observed holds true to th- what the greys do. Right. He's, like, saying the insectoids, the reptilians, which are also categorized in this, like... Mm-hmm. I feel like kind of crazy person's like I see. version of a, of a textbook. The only one that's real is the greys. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing that exists is the greys are mm-hmm. aliens as we understand them. They've come to earth at some point in time and they've begun experimenting and taking yeah. and all of these classic tropes that in a sci-fi alien
0: movie, this is what aliens do to people. So it's, you see that as like a moment of trying to, this is make like it more realistic, make the, all the claims like, yeah, there are a ton of claims out there. Only these ones I think are true. Even these other extended mm-hmm. claims, more or know, less.
1: I think like I think what they're saying in the movie is that the only thing that is true mm-hmm. is the grays. Is the only thing that we can confirm, and the only right. thing that me, who I have dealt with something, mm-hmm. which is the grays, um, and I've interviewed. He said literally thousands of people. Um, it's all the grays. Like did he say thousands? Thousands. He, is he said a lot. literally thousands. That's. And, 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 and uh, maybe, like, literally, like a
0: lifetime. Literally, like, a thousand or more could yeah. also be how I took that. Like, that's See, how I feel. I think, like, the prequel is J.K. Simmons' character as a young man getting into this for the first time. Because the, he's clearly had a lifetime of this. Like, thousands. Think about Clear. thousands. Yeah. He said, um. Think how many days there are in a year and how many people you can interview in each one of them. Like, the, he's been doing this for
1: decades. Decades, I agree wholeheartedly, and that's definitely the um, archetype that his
0: character portrays. Yeah. And he's amazing, go, oh, you yeah. gotta say. like, He was probably on set for a couple days max. Definitely. One him. day, probably. <laughs> probably got paid a lot of money, a uh-huh. lot of budget went to him for one day, and it was money well spent. Like. Yeah, I think he was the like Rosetta Stone of this movie. He like
1: makes sense of everything that we're experiencing. Well put. Well put. Um, he, uh... Yeah, that's the point where you realize, like, mm-hmm. um... Everything they're they're doing is really justified. That they're like this isn't necessarily to take the kid on its own. Mm-hmm. These these are divisive actions that they will do until the family is destroyed and they're mm-hmm. no longer able to study it. You know what I mean? Like they're they're um, applying the most intense catalyst to mm-hmm. these families that they're studying and um, taking their most interesting subject. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's very clear that what they're doing, if you, like, logic in every situation that they've gone through, mm-hmm. that they are applying the scientific method to right. how people are, re- like, to these situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and that their end goal, if you watch, again, like, this is a great movie to watch twice, um, which is sometimes tough for horror movies, but... Um, but what's so great about watching it twice is you the whole time you know they're after Jesse and you see all these little pieces of information, It's clues. Yeah, right. his dad walks outside and opens his mouth. That's another classic horror alien abduction trope. Is like you're, they're using you as a kind of like satellite uh, response on Earth. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the point of your open mouth a little bit is like <laughs> to accept the signal or whatever. <laughs> and every time the nose bleeds. It seems to be high brain function interaction. That exactly of the yeah. the interaction of this alien device with yeah. your brain and your brain's uh, rejection of it is mm-hmm. the nosebleed, but it eventually is taken over, right. and you do these weird things like you go you open the door, mm-hmm. right. or, you know, you make it able for them to walk in, or you know, you just distract, or you just affect another human being by looking at you, and that's a thing that they can study. Right. And you look and and then when you watch the whole movie and all the things that they do, all the different things that they, that cause these higher levels of
0: paranoia in the family, are like great
1: um,
0: study material. Like, of course you. Do I all think that. I think that's key. I think what's key is that the like when when um, J, J K Simmons says that the aliens they feed off of fear, which he doesn't elaborate on, and I would have appreciated more elaboration on. But he says they they well, feed off fear, and I think that is a good explanation for. Why would they would mess around with things in the kitchen? Why they would mess around with sending the dad out to the yard and opening his mouth and having his nose bleed? Like strictly to see how,
1: like people just trigger react. fear. Yeah, just
0: trigger exact- reactions. Trigger, trigger to
1: fear, but like it also mm-hmm. like it can't be explained reasonably, and it causes mm-hmm. the family itself to like be, become fractals and separate. Mm-hmm. You know, and in the separation, they are more able to either conduct their experiments or, or take, take, one, take
0: yeah. the one that they want. For some reason, separation seems to be key. But like imagine, the,
1: the, the, yeah, imagine the movie, um, and this is how I watch it now every single time. Is the whole movie is they're trying to learn and eventually trying to take. And it becomes a different film because mm-hmm. you're watching a group of individuals react to like these very stressful circumstances yeah. and these very uh, sinister circumstances, and they have this outside doubt, yeah. um, to like keep it on the ground, and they do like research, and like the partner won't accept it, mm-hmm. like there's all these very reasonable doubts, yeah. and it's crazy thing to suggest. So it's, you have that reasonable doubt, and the whole time it's about uh, watching
0: the Greys do okay. this crazy shit, like throw birds at the house. Like maybe, I don't see why I don't see why the birds are necessary to throw out the house. I guess just to freak them out. But again, why? Okay, why that's, hold on, let me finish. Sure. Why is fear even necessary? Okay. Because they can. If it's all meant meant to just keep somewhat distant between the family and the other ones, they they have that in the first place. The kids are in separate bedrooms. You can just take a kid. That's, why do you need to trigger fear? Well, that's first exactly before?
1: exactly what the grays represent. Is it's not about like collecting folks. It's not about like. How can we find people alone? Because then you're abducting, like, you know, homeless people and, you know, runaways sure. and the hermits and stuff like that. But they're abducting normal people, mm-hmm. which, like, J.K. Simmons s- throws out all these lines that really are, like, a legend for the movie. And they, like, they're rules that you have to follow. And one of them is that, like, we as the lab rats in this situation can't don't understand the purposes like why would they want to know specifically how you'd react to something that completely counteracts your convent your understanding of the conventions of existence you know why would they want to know that
0: is because they're operating outside of what we understand so you're saying that because rat rat or because mouse rats or lab rats can't question the experimenter we can't question why Mm -hmm why I, fear is necessary I don't, why the dad has to go no, out and freak out? i think out ends before. won't meet to understand that not
1: necessarily that we can't question it but that we won't be able to get to a logical confusion based on our, our human perspectives yeah that's not satisfying for me that, that, that doesn't do that's fair me. but like then you, you when you watch it happen you can also follow it in a slightly more um mm-hmm. logical pattern which is that like they're causing these negative feelings, which are fear and turmoil and stress and suspicion of the outside forces, mm-hmm. which all these negative forces cause the necessity for change. And, and the change is what scientifically you'd want to see. Right. You'd want to see how something reacts to something else. And everything mm-hmm. that the Greys did follows that logic, mm-hmm. which it, it would cause the people to both like continue living their normal human lives, right. but question it. Mm-hmm. and and act differently because of it and um from that perspective like the movie never falters in mm-hmm. a lot of ways like it, it like will always every single scene like last thing we saw sometimes was like you know birds all crash in the house and then the next thing we see is like she loses a bunch of time you know like they don't solve that problem before introducing a new one sure, yeah you know they continue layering on problems mm-hmm. and then giving you solutions but the solution is just basically like we don't know Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they continue offering all these weird, like, n- like the conventions of logic are not following in these things that are happening to you. Right. But they're still happening to you, and like you're able to get through them and live the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the perfect like.
0: This is something that someone's experimenting on you with. Here's here's where I think it really works. Sure. Because I even the, like the whole all the coming of age thing of the youngest son. And and his his friends and their relationship that all seems kind of strange and disconnected and not really relevant to the plot. It's mm-hmm. interesting and compelling, but it's not. I, I don't see how that fully ties in. Maybe you could try I to do. explain it in a bit. I do. But for me, I think Carrie Russell is fantastic. She's, She's great. so great to watch. Um, the guy who plays the dad is good at being the total idiot because I hate the dad, for the, especially the first half. He for the first half, eventually. Of, uh-huh. but he, he so much hate um, at the start. But I think, because a lot of science fiction, we've talked about this before, it's most effective when it's allegorizing something about the present situation, some actual situation mm-hmm. that, we, that humans have to deal with told through aliens, some kind of scientific or yeah. science fiction element. I see this as like a, a movie that's talking about the disappearance of the middle class. But the loss of jobs, the loss of economic Mm -hmm. security, and the impact that that is having on the family and driving the family apart. Okay. So throughout, as the movie's building up, what we're getting is the wife's job is very precarious. It's dependent on these real estate sales. Morality is clashing with economic survival. She has to just, she chooses morality and decides to tell the truth and not sell the house and get the sale. The dad is struggling to find work. And this is happening alongside these unidentifiable sinister forces that are driving the family apart. Mm. When really these sinister forces are the general condition of the economy and the social condition that we can't, we're not explicitly identifying or giving credit to like we should. Okay. Instead we're experiencing, we're experiencing and feeling the actual personal effect that it's having on our relationships, driving us apart from one another. And the key to attacking and combating this is sticking together the family Yeah, Yeah. or solidarity, coordination, you know. That's how, that's where I feel this movie is great. I think it works great as a testament to that. But with that in mind, I think it could have done a better job at elaborating on some of its themes. But that's what I was excited about watching the whole movie. I thought, oh, this is great. This is about, you know, the erosion of the middle class by capitalism. Well,
1: all right, let's talk about that. Let's say the exact same series of events was taking place with a very, very, very rich family. In a family that had the resources to combat that, what was happening more, um, more effectively?
0: What resources would combat these aliens more effectively? Well,
1: um, if they had these security cameras going at the, the inception of the film, if mm-hmm. like they're rich enough, that they had a big Hollywood Hills house and a, like the exact same family. Right. What would what resources would they have had? They would have first of all, they wouldn't have been stressed about jobs and like money and maintaining stuff and when an issue came up it, that wouldn't have been a concern mm-hmm. if someone needed therapy that would have been the first thing that they did and they wouldn't have thought about it um, if and they would have really good security cameras probably more than six on the inside mm-hmm. of the house they probably would have had dozens all around their massive property um, they would have had a better security system yeah um, so but that would have been a different movie. Like that would have been. Well, the, I'm trying to I'm trying to suggest a slightly different point. Is that the mm-hmm. Greys as an idea is is a lot stronger than you're letting it um, be. In that the you're, movie, oh, so you're
0: saying this movie could have worked with a rich I'm family. saying
1: yeah. yeah, exactly. Like what would have happened with a Rich family mm-hmm. in, using the same conventions of this movie? And I think that like well, the quality of the security system doesn't matter. All eight entry points were breached at the same time. Happened mm-hmm. early in the film. It was a false alarm. You know, doors were opened, doors weren't opened. Right. Like, I think that the, like, if you have a gun in your hand, if you have a security system by, like, CheapCo, or if you have, like, a deluxe security system by uh, Microsoft, whatever it is. Sponsor us, CheapCo. <laughs> Sponsor us, CheapCo. We need you. <laughs> Not Microsoft. They don't like us. To secure our podcast. <laughs> and protect us from the grays. But, um, so okay, so uh, people without the stress of money. Yeah. Um, they might have been more intentional about this. They would have had a much greater chance in the end following the same logic that this family did of encountering J.K. Simmons or someone similar who could have put them on the right path Mm -hmm. and, like, like, hiring the ZWAT team or something to be there that night. Would the grades have showed up? Probably not. There's just too many witnesses. (laughs) So, like, what would have happened? I think what, like... More what we learn if we start to apply different families with different resources and different budgets and different attitudes is that the Grays are going to target a family like we just saw. A, t- a family that is um, that is at a disadvantage mm-hmm. financially because that is, if you look into some uh, real-world statistics of breakups and divorces and things like that, money and financial problems are the biggest divider. Yeah, I, th- and I think you're, is, just,
0: you're just making my point more, though, that well, the story only works with uh, a middle-class family that's struggling to maintain their status. Again, have, a host, like, have a mortgage that they can't afford, but want to try to maintain this lifestyle.
1: Uh, well, uh, what I'm trying to say is not necessarily that the story doesn't work, is that it's handled very differently by these different, different families. And that the Greys have the most chance mm-hmm. at this family in the very middle ground. You know what I mean? No, totally. Just like, like I think the
0: evil forces
1: like uh, it ends up that way. But I think that the Grays probably, as a scientific community, mm-hmm. would take a rich kid and would do that. But like we, it would, our disbelief would have to be, to be suspended so much mm-hmm. more because they would get caught on film more right. often. They would get. I don't think that um, the Grays, as an idea is subject to this financial middle ground of the middle class i don't think at all i think that is like the most like that's the most common group of victims for sure mm-hmm. um if you like think about it this kid was affected from a young age that little girl right in the beginning who like had asthma mm-hmm. we get a bit of a parallel is like this basically happened to jesse when he was young the Graves were happening to him yeah. then but they didn't take him then no they, they were, were just experimenting, experimenting on him then, trying out things. Yeah. And then, like he—if you think about it—Jesse is one of the experiment cases. If you were to file it as a human being, he's one of the experiment cases that would have been experimented on as a child. Yeah, would have left to have been to grow up with that trauma, mm-hmm. and then taken plus the experiments that they did later. Right. So, like he would have been in a different category than people that they just would have scooped up because he's in his own room. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it seems like they are factoring in variables and including them on their own because of their own motivations, which are all outside of our understanding. And Mm -hmm. I think that as an alien movie that includes things like probes and abduction and visitation and um, seeing them visually and seeing them incorporeally, like Mm -hmm. seeing all those different elements of what an alien invasion has existed as in pop culture until now. Yeah they took it they took it on in a very real way. It's like, yes, they are putting probes that control you behind mm-hmm. your ear, but it looks like a little rash. That's, and in fact, yeah. the one time that it's noticed in the movie is because it's not taking well. It's not just like that's what they are. Mm-hmm. It's like this they disguise what they do and this one hasn't taken well, which is why you notice it, which is why you're scratching at it, which is probably why I was able to notice mine and scratch it out of my head or right. try to. Like, all those things are, like, yeah. something that has come up as a trope in extraterrestrials in science fiction, but, like, hasn't been given a
0: really reasonable realistic, explanation. yeah. No, for, from the perspective of demystifying, like, what an alien encounter would be like and what mm-hmm. true probing and true experimentation from extraterrestrials would be like, I agree, this film has a lot of merits. In yeah. And, like, taking that forward and trying to present a more realistic picture of what this truly would be like. You know, not just a anal probes. Sure. Not just like <laughs> bright anal lights are bad taken. Like, yeah, not that take bright you... lights weren't utilized in this film too. That was, was still kind of recurs, for sure. But so it, it I that is very interesting with this film. I will agree that mm-hmm. it extends it. And I do I do really like some of the performances and how yeah, kind they, of grounded the whole They were good. Yeah.
1: And another thing um that's good that you bring that up is that um who's the protagonist? Like Every single person fo- sh- showcases mm-hmm. is that.
0: I think the family, just the, fam- the family. Well, that's
1: like I think that is a huge, like um, a huge positive to the movie is like. Um, sometimes multiple POVs, the mother is the, yeah, is mm-hmm. what's happening. Sometimes it's the dad and you're like, Oh, I, I didn't like him cause he made a lot of bad decisions. Well, he was also the person who came like to the conclusion after watching that he was the one who set up the cameras, which changed the movie. <laughs> right. He's like, I'm installing security cameras. This is going to solve yeah. it. He's an interesting figure. Yeah. He does like bad things and he does good things. He lies. And he's also, he like takes the advice of the cop. I'm going to reactivate my alarm system. Mm-hmm. um, He's like, as soon as he's called out for his lie, he admits it. Like he doesn't follow the progression of a um, of a bad character, right? know, he like admits his problems. He redeems himself. He tries his hardest. He still fails. He's on the lawyer on the phone with the lawyer right at the end. Mm -hmm. He's committed. Every single character in this movie, Jesse, who like has a fight with his dad right before the final or the third act, the last act, we could call it. Mm -hmm. He has a fight with his dad. He leaves. He comes right back because he gets it you know like the family right each one of these people jesse on his own and like is taken over and encounters people um uh what's his name um daniel on his own is taken over and like has his own encounters. fucking daniel fucking daniel um i wish i knew mm-hmm. um the mother's name because she's right carrie russell yeah. she's the best i'll
0: grant that as well too that that's there is interesting character development in terms of like, a single character doesn't just remain completely skeptical throughout the whole film. When people come around, they change their attitudes. Yeah, It's nice to see fluid characters throughout a sci-fi That's movie based hugely, on what's happening Yeah, instead of just one-dimensional dogmatic characters. That's
1: hugely important to me in this movie. And it really, mm-hmm. like, I remember watching this movie for the first time, and uh, Daniel tries to, like, she's doing all this, like, um, housework. And he tries to like move the folder. He's like, "Let's have some extracurricular activities." <laughs> and she's like, "Come on, you know I have to do this." And he right. goes, Ugh. And I'm like, "I'm supposed to take from this relationship that they're on the rocks and they're having problems." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was just one simple like money stress. Yeah. That's what that was about. Totally, it's like it's more important that I do my job than we are yeah. happy as a couple. And that is really what this movie is about: is the Greys. These aliens, they're not someone that comes, they're something that comes down and takes over the planet. They're not something that comes down and murders you. They're not something that comes down and just takes your kid. They are like watching and they're calculated and they're devious and they're terrible and they make your life hell. And then after your life is hell, they take someone from you and your life persists as hell. So much so that you end up, in the best case of scenarios, like the J.K. Simmons, who's living on his own with newspapers. Cli- newspaper clippings. <laughs> he doesn't have dogs because they react to the greys. Cats don't seem to mind them. That's so it, he has like, cats.
0: Yeah, I'd love a little more on that on J.K. Simmons' preparation. He has given how, us how to. He gives how so, to mitigate
1: against them. He has given us so much exposition that I can answer that question. He talks about. Um, so he just says stick together. That's really he his conclusion. Is Stick together as yes, a family and, and that's so important Because he, he has isolated himself He says I don't fight them anymore You know But at the same time He says fight them as hard as you can because he's on his own, so I'm. I believe that he had a family, and part of oh, was taken from him. Yeah, yeah. and that he's got all those pictures of kids on the wall. Mm-hmm. Those are all those situations where he like interviewed he lost a son.
0: Maybe he was in a young. Like this is a. It does open itself up for his backstory, right? Mm-hmm. Like his backstory. We're, so we're curious at the end about what. What happened there?
1: His backstory is so great because of how much he seems to understand about what happens with the Grays. Mm -hmm. But, like, he's saying, like, almost always they take someone. So, he says he's done thousands of interviews. That suddenly makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's like he's talked to these people, these parents, and then, like, a week later, their kids' pictures in the newspaper. They've been abducted. Yeah, and he puts great on moment wall. too of
0: just him, just like another one for the books. Like, yeah, this is just, for him. Interview like talking to the parents. This was just another. Yeah, and he another was another week, another couple. And he was had very low hope about it. He did. He was yeah. like trying to downplay like the the hopes they had of actually protecting their son, protecting their yeah. family. It's like he said. Sometimes they return. Some
1: like on rare occasions, occasions they yeah. return. They return, um, but all you can do is make it so difficult that they give up. Mm -hmm. and even in that situation would they come back in five years ten years it seems like they would Mm because they did that to Jesse based on what we know yeah and um we're just seeing that real cavalier but like let's give the movie some
0: um, praise we didn't learn that it was Jesse until the last second until the last like five minutes of the movie it's true but again I just I feel like I don't care like why I don't care if it's the one or older one or the younger one like to me that's not a that wasn't a big enough twist or and for that to be the twist of the hurrah like well, the, i just, I'd say there's, like, three or four. Like, first of all, you
1: find out that it is aliens. That's a big twist. Like, you know that something weird They're cool. real. Mm-hmm. But, like, when J.K. Simmons, like, reads them the um the questionnaire, that's one of the biggest twists is, like, have you seen lights in the sky? And, like, that's no. Cool. Have you had weird, like... It seems in- silly at first, yeah. and then it's increasingly yeah. more... Weird animal behavior? Uh, yeah. Weird nosebleeds? Weird ringing in your ears? Like, oh, fuck you. What is going on? Mm-hmm. And suddenly he's like, yeah, you're unfortunately like basically me figuring this out for you is bad news. Right. Like that's another thing that's so great about it is like, they don't be like, we figured it out. Now we can fight back is like, they figure it out and he's like so hopeless for them. But he's like, all you can do is fight your hardest. Right. And they do, but they are mistaken about who the graves want. And that's what happens to them. That's why eventually they fail. And that I think is probably in a larger scheme plan of the graves is to Mm -hmm. like, put focus on the wrong... Right. ...person, so that they uh, I can... See, I see, I see, ...get Jesse, and that's... So they're like, misleading yeah. him
0: all for this penulti... or this ultimate moment of leading Jesse astray... Yeah. ...so that way they can finally grab him. But, like, following your logic, just so they can inflict the most trauma, because they couldn't grab no. Jesse at any time. He's He's no. got his own bedroom. Yeah, the, no, that's true, but They like, want to take at a... Like, according to following your line of interpretation, they want to take at a precise moment where it's going to be most traumatic... Or Um, induce the most fear? I I think sort of. I think, like,
1: um, what it comes down to is, like, the greys can be shot with a gun. The greys can be, like, foiled by walking in through a door and the alarm goes off. I think that it's, like, a much more involved process for them to diffuse all of our defenses. And that um, to take someone, like J.K. Simmons says, make it so difficult that they can't do it is that they need to trick you in order to make these things happen. Like, I don't think they could have come down at night, because, like, I think, like, and just grabbed him from his room, because I think um, he would, like, um, there was, like, three or four of them surrounding him. Mm -hmm. I think to get three or four of them into the house is more of a job. Like, that would have activated alarms or something. Like, I think that they were suffering a certain amount of the physical limitations of trying to deal with our own defenses. Like, they weren't just ghosts they're physical mm-hmm. beings yeah. but they have the ability to appear in certain places yeah. like they give these aliens a very physical existence um and give them a few hurdles to jump right. in, but not many because they're more advanced than us mm-hmm. but that again evokes the line from his like we're lab rats trying to understand how they operate and what they do yeah is they're operating on super, such a higher level but mm-hmm. not necessarily that they understand more like more I, than our yeah.
0: technologies go by. No, I, I get your fascination. Like, and it seems to like your love seems to really revolve around that key point. The fact that, um, for alien abduction, any kind of alien abduction that takes place, our understanding of it is we're lab rats and we have no fucking clue what the experimenters are actually doing. Sure. Us. And this kind of informs like a lot of the sinister activity, the choices they make. We just have to relegate, uh, a kind of intelligence to them that we're, we're never fully certain. And in this, there's a certain terror that we're being messed with, we're being played with, we're being pitted against our own family. Yeah. Um, and we, we don't we will never fully understand um the reasons for their experimentation, the type of thing they're trying to get. Yeah. And this is what helps you really kind of get into the, the horrifying aspects of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Right. As a horror movie that's what gets me into it. Yeah. And then the sci fi element is so perfect that mm-hmm. it's I, I can respect your respect and I did I did enjoy a lot of aspects of it. Okay. Ultimately it wouldn't be one that I'm overly enthusiastic about, but that's okay. We can be passionate about different different movies. And again, like there, I did enjoy watching it, like yes. as as we went through it. How many have we disagreed on? I think we we, we disagreed zero. a little bit on Turn We disagreed a little bit on um, Don't Breathe. I think you were I liked it you more. Were, you liked it a little more than I did. I think we we're pretty much on the same page for a lot of the other ones. I think we're on the same page here. I have just enjoyed it significantly more. Right. It could be. Like, and again, like I think generally enjoyment of horror movies really comes down to the the random variables of what what state of mind you were in when you first watch it, mm-hmm. the environment you were in when you first watch it. Like in, in a, a
1: fight, like in a domestic fight? Yeah, right. Or like hanging the out need, with your
0: bro. If you're, if you're in a domestic fight with your partner, um, a movie whose one of the central theme is the need to really unify with your partners, <laughs> that could have spoken to you on like a deep subconscious <laughs> level and you could have appreciated the movie way more than you would have otherwise. Yeah. But... We some of these things are out of control and they're more in control of the Grays, so we just have to own up to it and Yeah. Personally, I really think that the
1: like the final, like lasting message of the movie is that
0: like Chris doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> and that's okay. Dave, certainly we, we must be able to disagree better than petty comments at one another. Um, or stick to the petty comments. What if it was um, like, um,
1: we don't know what the Greys want.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Could like, cause I think that really. We don't know what the Greys want. Really, that's like, something we
0: agree upon upon about this movie. I think so. Yeah. Um, I think that really, just like, yeah, that cool. really. But hey, um, first movie that we. I think, disagree on the most or disagree on this much. That's exciting. I think so, yeah. It shows. um, And let's. I'd love to have a poll of some kind. Like, let us know. That'd be great. Listeners, if you. Let us know how wrong Chris is. Let us know how wrong I am. (laughs) Please. uh, We'll set up a Twitter poll. Uh, Let us know. (laughs) We'll both vote. vote. It'll be one vote for me and one vote for you from our Twitter accounts. I think I'll convince you by then, so it'll be two votes for me. <laughs> this I'll- is great. This will be an ongoing discussion. We might have to re-watch it, too. That might help. I think so, yeah. I think maybe if you took this in on your own. So what is it again? We don't know what the greys want. We don't know what... We don't know what... Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Chaos reigns. Chaos reigns. Chaos reigns. Chaos reigns. We
1: don't know what the greys want. Chaos rings. Ooh. Uh, Thanks for listening, Scaredy Cats. See you next time, Scaredy Cats.